bringing you the heavens do rule part two today by the grace of god and i hope you are ready at least for us to recap some of the things that we said last um, sunday we did explain that there are three heavens okay the heavens do rule there are three heavens we have the atmospheric heavens which is the heavens just surrounding the planet earth the immediate surrounding the immediate air around the planet earth and please bear in mind that scripture talks about the prince of the power of the air and that has to do with satan it tells you that satan does not only operate from the second heavens he also utilizes the first heavens he is called the prince of the power of the air did he get his name the prince of the power of the air so satan governs as it were that's what bible calls him the god of this world the god of this age he he manipulates the first heavens and manipulates the second heavens to the disadvantage of god's people meanwhile we saw in last sunday's message that we are seated together with christ in the third heavens in the heavenly places far above all those who are in the second heavens as well as in the first heavens we are far above all principality and power and might and dominion and any name that can be named not only in this world but also in the world to come so the question is what is the problem if we are seated far above how come we are not in charge most of the time how come we are not uh, domin dominating darkness in its entirety how come darkness sometimes finds its room you know to operate amongst us and devastate and destroy if we are seated together with Christ in the third heavens and we have established according to Daniel chapter 4 that the heavens do rule then why are we not ruling why do the forces of darkness utilize powers in the second heavens and then in the first heavens to our disadvantage but i believe that today's message will crown uh, last sunday's message and will help us appreciate the fact that yes the heavens do rule but there is a way to go about it bear in mind last sunday in the concluding verses of uh the scripture that i use in the conclusion of my message I explain that what makes us rule from the heavens is the Holy Spirit. Bible describes him as the spirit who proceeds from the heaven. Not that he proceeded, he still proceeds. In other words, by virtue of the indwelling Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we are catapulted, so to speak. We are exalted, we are elevated far above everything that you can ever talk about because of the person of the holy spirit on the inside of us so never underestimate what the holy spirit can do and will do through us especially as we prepare as a nation towards our election in the year 2020 december 7 2020 and then the lord also touching our hearts to stand in the gap together with believers in the usa concerning their election in november because the election in november in the usa is primarily spiritual 
whatever happens in the USA in November has a lot to do with the calendar of God for the rest of the world, particularly for Israel as a nation and for the rest of the world. And so if we do not enforce the will of God, if we do not enforce God's counsel, God's purpose from the third heavens, then we will only leave room for those who utilize powers in the second heavens and in the first heavens and even from the metaphysical world from the astral world from the cosmic world from the marine world they will utilize these powers against the will of god and before you knew it instead of god's will being done something else is done but god forbid as long as we are here as long as you and i are here we disallow satan from having the upper hand we disallow satan from having the room to operate we disallow satan from having the 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 honors to enforce his will it is rather god's counsel god's will that shall be done in the name of the lord jesus christ so i'm bringing you part two of the heavens do rule today and i would want to pick my first scripture from isaiah chapter 59 Isaiah 59, 19 through 21. Isaiah chapter 59. Alright. Isaiah 59, 19 through 21. Let me read from the King James Version of the Bible. It says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Can I announce to anybody listening right now or watching, please, the enemy is coming in like a flood. He is coming into the nation Ghana like a flood. He is coming into the United States of America like a flood. As far as this year's election is concerned, 2020 is a prophetic year. As far as the election this year is concerned, Satan means real evil. I can assure you. He means to do great evil in the land where we dwell. Satan is not taking it kindly that the light has kept shining and he has, you know, uh, been cut, as it were, at the backyard. He is not taking it kindly. And the Bible says that he is coming with, you know, with wrath. He is full of wrath because he knows that he has but a short time. And particularly that the election of the USA this year is going to determine so many things spiritually in the nation Israel as well as in the rest of the world. It has a direct proportion and a direct reflection on the election of Ghana as well. And that is why God wants believers all over the world to arise, shine. And I'm talking to believers from, I mean, I mean, from Ghana, who are living elsewhere in other nations. Yes, as you stand in the gap concerning the nation in which you dwell, let's remember Ghana in October, November, December 2020. Because what will happen this year have a, has a long way to, I mean, determine what will happen to us in the next four years and beyond. Glory be to God. So, Isaiah 59, 19 says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord, from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, you are not going to use your might nor power to combat him. He says, The Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. 
in verse 21 god will show us how the spirit of the lord does it please remember <clears throat> in the year 2018 or so i did teach on the seven spirits of god i spoke about the spirit of the lord the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and then the spirit of the fear of the lord I don't know whether these messages are on the podcast, but I spoke about the seven spirits of God. And in my message, when I spoke about the spirit of the Lord, I did indicate that the spirit of the Lord is the spirit of lordship. He is the boss. You see, it's the same Holy Spirit, but he manifests himself in seven different ways. The spirit of the Lord is the one who comes upon. And take note of that statement. The spirit of the Lord is the one who comes up. On the word upon is from two words up and then on. The spirit of the Lord is the spirit of lordship because he does not dwell on the inside, he comes up on the believer or the one that is used by God. What we call mantle, okay. Let's say Elijah and Elisha in Second Kings chapter 2, you discover that um Elijah was taken by a whirlwind and by the chariots of heaven into heaven and then his mantle dropped and then Elijah took it and then he smote the river Jordan and said where is the Lord God of Elijah and just like Elijah parted the Jordan river into two Elijah also did same with the mantle of um, Elijah but see what we call mantle where sometimes you find people taking handkerchiefs and aprons and then distributing it and even sometimes selling it collecting money and calling it mantle is actually real mantle is when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you in other words you are clothed with the spirit of the Lord in Acts chapter 2 for instance the Bible says that uh, on the day of Pentecost whilst they were you know in the upper room 120 disciples waiting on the Lord waiting for the promise of the spirit there there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house and then there they appeared on each one of them clothing tongues of fire it was seated it was resting upon them they were mantled with the spirit of fire take note an anointing is upon you when the holy spirit is upon you i'll show you some scriptures to distinguish between the holy spirit within and the holy spirit upon and here we find in isaiah chapter 59 that when the enemy shall come in like a flood the spirit of the lord the spirit of the lord take note the spirit of the lord the spirit of lordship the spirit the one who comes upon he shall lift up a standard against him so it's not just the it's not just the Holy Spirit, but the Spirit of the Lord. Take note of that. Until we identify the person of the Holy Spirit in the person of the Spirit of the Lord, we are not ready yet to walk with Him in a certain dimension of God. Yes, you may have the Spirit of wisdom operating in your life. You may have the spirit of understanding operating in your life. You may have the spirit of counsel operating in your life. You may have the spirit of knowledge operating in your life. You may have the spirit of might operating in your life. You may have the spirit of the fear of the Lord operating in your life. But all these spirits, maybe apart from the spirit of might 
all these seven spirits of God is the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of might that comes upon. Even in Christ Jesus, the spirit of might comes, I mean, works on the inside of us. Our apostle Paul prayed a, I mean, a prayer in the book of Ephesians and said that, that you may be strengthened you know, with might by the spirit of God, that you may be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. In the case of Samson, Samson had the spirit of uh, might coming upon him. But in our case, in Christ Jesus, the spirit of might works in our spirit. Because it's not by might, it's not by physical might, it's not by physical power, it's by the spirit of the Lord. It's by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit manifesting as the spirit of might in the inner man gives us inner strength. But this morning, I'm not talking about the spirit of mind. I'm talking about the spirit of the Lord. The one who comes upon, whether under the old covenant or under the new covenant, the spirit of the Lord comes upon. And when he comes upon, we say you are mantled or you are carrying a mantle. The, you are carrying something that may not be visible to the naked eye. And yet, it makes you unique. That mantle makes you operate uniquely and wonderfully. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Having said that, let's go to verse, verse 21. Okay? You can read the verse 20, but let me just skip verse 20 because it's not related to what we are sharing. From 19 into 21 of Isaiah 59. 21 says, As for me, this is my covenant with them. God is talking to you and me here. This is my covenant with them, says the Lord. That's the Spirit of the Lord talking here. My spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth, shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, seed, says the Lord, from henceforth and forever. Are you getting the covenant God has established with his people? He brings his spirit upon and then he puts his word in our mouth. I'm talking about the heavens do rule part two. And if we have established in last Sunday's message that is the Holy Spirit on the inside of us who connects us to the heavens, the third heavens, and makes us rule from the third heavens, then we've got to find out how he does it. That's why I'm bringing these scriptures as a follow-up. My spirit, he said, as for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit... That is up on thee, up on thee, up on thee. The spirit that we receive comes to live on the inside of us. And until the spirit comes up on thee, you are not yet clothed with power. Why do I say so? Do you remember Jesus? If you read scripture, Matthew spoke about it, Mark spoke about it, but I can show you the John account, okay? John chapter 1 verse 32. Let me show you John 1 32. When Jesus was being baptized by John the Baptist, what happened? Okay, verse 31 into 32. John the Baptist is talking here. He says, And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. In verse 32, he says, And John bear record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. 
it abode upon him. Already, John the Baptist had been told that the one whom you see the Spirit descending upon and resting upon, he is the Messiah, he is the Christ. And he saw it, and he bore record, he bore witness. He could testify that this indeed is the Christ, because the Spirit came like a dove upon Jesus. Please take note of the word upon. Okay? In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, Bible says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. What's the difference? The difference between the Holy Ghost and power is that when you receive the Holy Spirit, you have received Him as a person to live on the inside of you. But until the Spirit of the Lord comes up on you, you are not anointed with power yet. Can I say that again? Many of us have received the Holy Spirit and then we speak in tongues. We can have the spirit of wisdom operating from within us. The spirit of understanding operating from within us. The spirit of counsel and might operating from within us. The spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord operating from within us. That is being anointed with the Holy Ghost on the inside. But the one that comes upon you is the Spirit of the Lord. The first one. The Spirit of Lordship. So God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth both with the Holy Ghost and with power. In other words, with the Spirit of the Lord upon him and then with the Spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord on the inside. So Jesus Christ was clothed within and without. He carried something. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And this same God is with us in the person of the Holy Spirit. And he is in us. He is at work in us. But what I'm bringing to your notice which has not been properly taught in the body or has not been emphasized in the body of Christ is the Spirit upon if we are going to rule from the third heavens, we've got to allow, and I'll show you at the end of my message how that can be done. It's all about yielding. It's all about yielding, allowing the Spirit of the Lord to come up on. He is the boss. When He comes upon, you are not in charge. It's what He puts on your mouth. When you decree, then it's established. Bible says, Thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. But you can't just go about decreeing things without the spirit of lordship coming upon you. What makes the difference is the spirit of the Lord coming upon one. That is when you speak, heaven backs you up. When you decree a thing, it's done. If we are going to operate from the third heavens and rule from there, child of God, we've got to allow the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of lordship to come up on us. I am at fault, and I know many of us are at fault when it comes to yielding to the Spirit of the Lord. Because oftentimes we have our own will, oftentimes we have our own philosophy, we go our own way. But the Spirit of the Lord does not take that. When He comes, you are not of your own, He takes charge. Yet He does not make you a dumb, you know, zombie. No. He oppressed with your mind. He oppressed with your will. He oppressed with your emotions. He even oppressed with your physical body faculties. 
And yet, he is the one in charge. He sees through your eyes. He hears through your ears. It's the Spirit of the Lord who comes upon and then works with us. I mean, by the, the, the gift of discerning of spirits. He is the one who opens our eyes and opens our ears. If it's not upon you, there is no way you can see in the Spirit or hear in the Spirit. Unfortunately, we are living in an era where people are using other spirits, other than the Spirit of the Lord, okay, in the name of the Lord, and so they double into spiritism, and they call it the Holy Ghost. I beg to differ from those kind of practices. Maybe next week, Sunday, I can bring you a message in that, in that regard. Because the Lord gave me a title. He, he titled it, Beware of Spiritism. Beware of Spiritism. We've got to caution God's people in allowing the Spirit of the Lord to come upon us, not to double into Spiritism. And I can explain that next week by the grace of God. But today I'm talking about how we can allow the Spirit of God to take His Lordship over us, upon us. So we can rule from the third heavens. For if the heavens do rule, then if we do not take our proper place, we will allow forces of darkness to rather rule from the second heavens or from the first heaven, the atmospheric heaven. But it, not, it ought not to be like that. In fact, it ought not to be like that. As long as we are here, we are the light of the world. We've got to take charge. And if we are not in charge, obviously we'll be in chains. Because in life, you are either in charge or in chains. Can you tell yourself, I refuse to be in chains. That is why we are learning these things. We want to take charge from the third heavens. We want to learn how to give the Holy Spirit the right of way, the room to come up on us. Alright. To show you how even God does it. And how he did it from the beginning. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. And I'll show you something. Genesis chapter 1. From verse 1. Okay. Just to let you know that what I'm saying has been from the beginning. And God is not a man to lie. He is not a son of man to change his mind, to repent. No. He does not change his mind. It is the same philosophy. Remember when we read in Isaiah 59, verse 19, he says, no, verse 21, he says, As for me, my covenant that is with thee, my covenant is with thee forever. And what is that covenant? My spirit that is upon thee, and my word which I put in your mouth. My spirit that is upon thee, and my word that is in your mouth. My spirit that is upon thee, and my word that is in your mouth. That is what God did from the beginning, and it has always been like that. So let's see Genesis chapter 1. From verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2 says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon, take note, darkness was upon, up, on, darkness had taken charge, darkness was upon the face of the deep, darkness was in control, the light of heaven. The light of the sun, the light of the moon had been stopped from giving its light to the earth because this was the world that then was that God had judged because of Lucifer's rebellion. Lucifer had rebelled for millions of years and when he came to the earth because he was in charge of the planet earth before Adam, according to scripture, Lucifer was in charge of this same earth. He was the archangel in charge of this earth. And when God cast him from heaven to the earth, God overturned that world. They were homo sapiens also, living in that world. But they were not homo sapiens made in the image and likeness of God. Are you there? 
time will not permit me to go into all those details, but God turned that world upside down. It was like, you know, Obutu Asaseno. The top came to the down, and the down came to the top. So, the earth is actually sit, uh, situated on water, okay? And when God overturned the earth, the earth was flooded. So, the water on which the earth was situated flooded both the earth and the heavens until the sun and the moon were stopped from giving their light. And every creature that had blood in it those days died. All those creatures actually became, you know, the 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 tools of Satan. Satan used he he you know these are disembodied beings. They were creatures that had bodies, and, and then they were disembodied and they became demons. I'm telling you the source of demons. Sometimes people confuse the fallen angels with demons. They are not the same. All right, I'm not teaching on that today, but the fallen angels have you know they have they are spirit beings. They are celestial beings. But these are spirits that came from, you know, the world that then was, the judgment that God placed upon the world that then was. Those creatures were disembodied and they became demons that Satan uses till today. They seek embodiment. Demons cannot operate on earth until they possess a body. That is why if they don't get a human vessel to possess, then they possess either a dog or a cat or a rat or a cockroach, a spider, a bird, all those creatures, or even a tree. Because this nobody who doesn't have a body cannot operate here on earth. And that's what Jesus said when we find them, we should cast them out because they are disembodied beings. They are illegally occupying vessels that they ought not to occupy. That's not my subject. I am digressing. But here's my point. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon. Darkness was upon. Darkness had taken charge. Darkness was in control. Child of God, until the Spirit of God comes upon us, I'm telling you, darkness will still be in control. And towards the election of USA in November and Ghana in December, darkness is seeking to take control. You have no idea. The womb of hell and what hell has conceived to deliver. Until those of us who are seated with Christ in the third heavens command womb, the womb of hell to miscarry. And the conspiracy from the pit of hell to be aborted, you will be amazed. The evil that will be unleashed on the surface of the earth. Hey, but we will not take chances. That's why we are here. God has given us the, the mandate to use the name that is above every name at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of beings and things in heaven of beings and things on the earth and of beings and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father until we take charge darkness will take charge that's what I'm bringing you today's message it is in preparation for a people like what I call the midnight prayer crew to take their place and begin to do proper intercession, proper warfare as far as the elections that lie ahead of us is concerned. It matters to you. It matters to me. We are not taking chances this year. Years past, we allowed others to do it. But we have come of age. We are responsible. 
for whatever happens in this nation Ghana and we are responsible for whatever happens in the United States of America in this year 2020 we are responsible so child of God we must take charge the earth was without form and void in other words it was empty and chaotic God had turned the earth upside down and darkness was upon the face of the deep but you see before anything could be done look at what happened the last line of verse 2 of Genesis 1 says and the spirit of God moved upon he moved upon he moved upon he moved upon he moved upon up on that is the key the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters that is the same thing that happens with any child of God who will be used by God mightily in power. Bible says, Where the word of the king is, there is power. That power will never flow until the spirit comes up on. Up on. Are you there, child of God? And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Then the spirit says, And God said, So you see, even God, for him to operate. This is, we are created in the image and likeness of God. So for God to operate, he used the same principle he has given us. He allowed his spirit to take charge first, and then he spoke. Is that not what we read in Isaiah 59, verse 21? That my spirit, can I go back there again? Isaiah 59, verse 21. Okay? The last verse of Isaiah 59, it says, As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord, my spirit that is upon thee. And my words which I have put in thy mouth. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God used his mouth to say, Let there be light. And there was light. Have you wondered why oftentimes we speak things and they don't happen? I'm asking a question. I say, Have you wondered why we we decree? Bible says decree a thing and it shall be established. But have you wondered why is it that I have made the declarations? I have spoken the word. It's not enough to speak the word. First, the Spirit must come on until the spirit is upon you your words are empty and your words will fall to the ground because they are not backed with power are you there child of God I mean what I'm talking to you about you have no idea and I'm not an expert neither am I claiming that I am holier than thou what I'm telling you probably I am talking to myself first and to everybody who cares to listen? That it's about time you and I give the Holy Spirit his proper place so that in his manifestations as the seven spirits of God, the spirit of lordship, the spirit of the Lord will come up on. And when he comes upon us at that level, you are not in charge. He is in charge. He directs. By opening your eyes to see, opening your ears to hear, and then he puts his word on your mouth. When you speak, he backs your words with power. But until the spirit comes upon you, when you speak, I have found a lot of people who have learned scripture, but they have gone ahead of God. They think that God is a magician. It's magicians who say, When I say one, he say one. When I say more, he say more. God doesn't operate like that. God operates by his spirit and by his word. His spirit takes the first place. His spirit comes upon his spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit used to be in heaven. And of course, he's still in heaven. We learned last Sunday that he proceeds. He that he did not proceed. The Bible didn't say he proceeded. He proceeds, meaning that he encompasses both heaven and earth. But now, through the vicarious 
sacrifice of Jesus, through the sacrificial death of Jesus, through his redemptive work, through his finished work, it has become possible for the Holy Spirit to be resident also on the inside of us. So he's in us. Though he is in heaven with Christ, he is in us. That connects us to the third heavens automatically. Seated together with Christ in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and any name that can be named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. But here is the point. The Spirit of God who is in us is not in us for fun. One area we have not allowed him to operate is for him to come up on us. When he comes up on you, we say you are mantled. You are what? Mantled. You are given a mantle. And he annoys differently. What he will mantle you with may be different from what he will mantle me with. He can mantle you. Said that like, um, like um, you know, somebody like uh, Samson. When the spirit came upon him, that was a spirit of might and the spirit of the Lord. Upon him, the man could use a jawbone of an axe. And kill thousands of people at a, at a go. When he came upon upon somebody like David, he was upon David. Take note. David could use a sling and a stone to kill a giant. It's unheard of. And it was it was unheard of. Even Goliath despised David and said, Am I a dog? That you 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 look at you tiny boy. But what Goliath did not know was that the spirit was upon David. Child of God, when the spirit is upon you, when the spirit of God takes his proper place upon us, we are mantled. My mantle may be different from your mantle. I'm not talking about cloth. Cloth is only symbolic of mantle. Somebody may be in a t-shirt, but he's actually mantled with a regalia in the spirit that makes him an authority. There are different kinds of mantles. There are global mantles, international mantles, national mantles. And then there are local mantles. There are those who are mantled to handle, you know, local situations. Maybe you're talking about your town, your village, your home, or your where you live. There are those who are mantled to handle national issues. There are those who are mantled to handle international issues. And there are those who are mantled to handle global issues. You've got to know your mantle. You've got to know what God can mantle you to do or empower you to do. Embolden you to do. When he comes upon you, is he saying address global issues, international issues, national issues, or local issues? I sense in my spirit that the spirit that is coming upon us in this quarter, October, November, December, if we will so allow him, is mantling us for a national assignment to begin with. And then coupled with those believers who live in the USA, we can also join faith with them and handle something spiritual as far as the United States of America and their election in November is concerned. The spirit coming upon, when he comes upon you, the story changes. Are you there? How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. He anointed him with the Holy Ghost. Somebody will say, what is the difference? The difference, I've told you already, is that the spirit of wisdom, 
the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord were all in him. But the spirit of the Lord was upon him. And he is the one who gives power. So he was anointed, not only with the one within, which we all have, if you have received the Holy Spirit, but he was also anointed with power, because the Spirit came upon him. Can I read 2 Kings? Just to conclude my message, 2 Kings chapter 2, okay? 2 Kings chapter 2. Let me show you what happened between Elijah and Elisha. 2 Kings chapter 2. Let me take it from verse 9. 9 into 15 of 2 Kings chapter 2. The Bible says, And it came to pass when they were gone over. This is Elijah and Elisha. You can read from the beginning. You see how Elijah was trying to stop Elisha at the last minute. And Elisha had served him. It was this same Elijah who put his cloth, his mantle upon Elisha. Okay, here's the point. He cast his mantle upon Elisha. Okay, if just putting somebody's cloak upon you and you carry the person's anointing, then right from day one, Elisha should have carried the anointing. Is that not so? He should have. But Elisha knew better that it was not just enough to have Elijah casting his garment upon him. There was something that could not be seen with the eye that Elijah carried, which Elisha sought for. So when Elijah was trying to stop Elisha at the last minute, that please, God has sent me. You stay and I'm going to Gilgal, to Bethel, to whatever. Elisha said, as long as the Lord lives and my spirit, your, your, your spirit lives, I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow you to go without me. Okay, let me read. Let me read from verse 1, quickly. Okay? And it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal, and Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elijah said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha, and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord would take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Here I know it. Hold your ear your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as I so liveth, I will not leave thee. So they, they came to Jericho. Verse 5. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elijah and said unto him, Knowest thou that thou, the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Here I know it. Hold ye your peace. Verse 6. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as I so liveth, I will not leave thee. And they, went, and they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they stood by the Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle. Take note. This was the same mantle that Elijah had cast upon Elisha from day one. And Elisha had saved Elijah all those years. And now he was about to be taken by a whirlwind into heaven. At the last minute, there were some sons of the prophets who by revelation, all of them knew by revelation that Elijah was going to be taken away. But Elisha knew better. And what he knew, he sought for it. He was also one of the sons of the prophets. But he was seeking for something that all the others could not discern. I'm praying that we would discern Child of God, there is something in Christ that we can take upon ourselves that will make the difference and we can make a difference in our generation, in our time. I'm using this to illustrate what happens or to a believer who allows the Spirit of God to come upon him. So, verse 8 says, 
And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, the waters of Jordan. And they were divided, hither and thither, so that they, they too went over on dry ground. Think about it. Okay. If you like, you can just take somebody's mantle and do the same and see whether you can get the same results. There is something that happened to Elijah for which cause he could use the same mantle to do the same miracle. Verse 9 says, And it came to pass, when they were gone over, they were gone over, so they crossed Jordan on dry ground, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Oh, let a double portion of thy spirit Elisha recognize that Elijah carried something upon his life it wasn't about the mantle, the cloth it was about something that could not be seen with the naked eye the spirit upon Elijah was what Elisha sought for and he said he even wanted a double portion of that look at Elijah, Elijah answering Elijah he says and he said thou hast asked a hard thing nevertheless if thou see me when I am taken from thee it shall be so unto thee but if not it shall not be so hey. I'm sure if you and I were the ones we would also have done the same with Elijah I mean like Elijah Elijah was studious looked on I am not going to sleep I must see this man taken then verse 11 says and it came to pass as they still went on and talked that behold there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder come on and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven oh I like this God is so supernatural I'm telling you and Elijah saw it oh I'm glad he did I pray you will see what I'm talking about. Elijah saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and his, he said, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. In other words, this is what I've seen. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. Elijah didn't need to take his mantle in heaven because in heaven we don't use the cloth that we use here. They are better clothing over there. So he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan and he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither and Elijah went over. Now take note, the same miracle that Elijah did by smiting the waters of Jordan with his mantle and it parted into two and they went on dry ground and then when they went on dry ground the water joined together but after Elijah was gone and his mantle has fallen or had fallen from him Elijah took the same mantle and did the same miracle but you see here is the point a lot of us make a mistake when we are following men and women of God anointed men and women of God those who are mantled with mantles all we are looking for is that give me a mantle and then I can also operate but what we failed to realize was that Elijah had told Elijah that if you see me go then what you have requested for will happen and since Elijah saw Elijah go it means the spirit came upon him the spirit of the Lord came upon Elijah that is why he could use Elijah's mantle to perform the same miracle what am I saying? It's not enough for you to take a handkerchief or an apron 
from an anointed person and say, I'm also going to do miracles with it. I'm not against people receiving mantles, but a true mantle is when the Spirit comes upon you. Can I say that again? True mantle is when the Spirit comes up on you. When you are mantled by the Spirit of the Lord, you are truly mantled. That is when everything from you becomes anointed. Apostle Paul had that kind of grace. That is why he could take aprons and handkerchief from his body and give it to people. Go and take it, go and give it to the sick. And the sick coming into contact with those handkerchiefs and aprons got healed and the demon possessed were delivered. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord was upon Apostle Paul. A man like Apostle Peter. There was a time he came to town and they knew that the spirit of the Lord was upon him. So they put sick people in the street so that peradventure, if his shadow comes upon these people, they will be healed. And the Bible says, as many as came under the shadow, under the influence of the shadow of Apostle Peter, were healed of their infirmities. The sick got healed. The, the crippled just started walking. Hey, what was the difference? Apostle Peter carried the spirit of the Lord upon his life. Go and walk in the street and see whether your shadow can heal any sick. If the spirit of the Lord is not upon you. Take a, hump, a handkerchief or an apron from your body and go and give to the sick whether it will heal anybody. If the spirit of the Lord is not upon you. What makes the difference? What makes a mantle mantle? What makes any instrument from our body a mantle is when the spirit of the Lord is upon us. And I sense in my spirit, child of God, all these messages I'm preaching is to bring to our awareness that God wants to mantle us for war as far as November, November, December are concerned. November for USA, December for Ghana. And the elections of these two nations are concerned. There are some entities we cannot overcome until we rule from the heavens. And we cannot rule from the heavens until we identify that heaven operates when the spirit comes upon you and the word of God is in your mouth. That is how we operate. Alright. Look at verse 15. And when the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jericho saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah. Please, they didn't say that the mantle of Elijah. They said the spirit of Elijah does rest on Elisha. Another person says, does rest upon Elisha. They, 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 they knew that Elisha was holding the mantle of Elijah, but they also identified that why Elisha was able to operate the same way like Elijah, and even double of it was because the spirit of Elijah had come upon Elisha. May the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of lordship, come upon you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I say, may the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of lordship, come upon you today. The question is, how does he come upon us? Let me end with that. How? When we yield. Can I answer again? When you and I yield. When we yield. It's an act of will. It's a personal decision. You may have received the Holy Spirit. And he's operating in you in various dimensions. But he may not come upon you. Until you yield. Even to operate in you, you must yield. But of course, to come upon you, you must still yield. Can we yield? I'm talking to myself now. Oftentimes, we are unyielding. When God is saying, this thing, stop it. We are not ready to stop. When God says, this direction, don't go. 
we still go in that direction. When God says, I'm not pleased with this lifestyle, we still live that lifestyle. When we yield, there's a song we have been singing, and I like it so much. When the Spirit takes over my soul, when the Spirit takes over my soul, I will be changed. His glory will be revealed when the Spirit takes over my soul. When the Spirit takes over, when the Spirit comes upon, when the Spirit takes over my soul, when the Spirit takes over my soul, I will be changed. His glory will be revealed when the Spirit takes over my soul. I will be changed. His glory will be revealed when the Spirit takes over my soul. The Spirit that takes over is a spirit of lordship. When He takes over, the battle is over. When the Spirit of God takes, the Spirit of the Lord, when He takes His first place, Everything falls in place. He is the first to be mentioned amongst the seven spirits of God. The spirit of the Lord. Before the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of counsel. The spirit of might. The spirit of knowledge. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord. If he is not given his first place, nothing will take place. Ever wonder why we speak and nothing happens? It's because the spirit of the Lord is not upon us. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. It should have ended there. And with power. Many of us are anointed with the Holy Ghost. But not with power. But we need the two. We need the power of God operating from within us and upon us. The spirit of might operating from within. And the spirit of the Lord upon our lives. We need to speak under the anointing. And then events will change in favor of the people of God. And the will of God shall be done. Other than that, if we don't allow that to happen, I'm telling you, there are forces who are also fasting. You have no idea. Even those in the, you have no idea how those in the, in the demonic world, they also fast. In fact, they even fast more than the believers. They also humble themselves through fasting so that the, 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 the demonic forces can take possession of them. And operate through them. They can conjure and invoke spirits from the second heavens. From the first heavens. From the metaphysical world. From the astral world. From the marine world. From the cosmic world. They can invoke and conjure. And allow these spirits to take over their souls. And come upon them. And then they will also do things. And they will happen. So we are at war. It's not automatic that because we are in Christ. Things will just fall in place. Things fall in place. When the spirit of the Lord takes the first place. Things fall in place when the Spirit of the Lord is given the right of way. Things change. Power is the dynamic ability to cause changes. Changes will never happen until the Spirit of the Lord is given room to operate upon our lives. Will you allow him this morning? I am asking myself the same question. Will I allow him this morning? I think we have come a long way, child of God. We have come a long way. Enough of the backsliding. Enough of the lifestyle of sin. Enough of the things we do that do not please God. Enough of going our own way. We have been going our own way over and over. The question is how long will we be stiff naked? How long will we continue to be stubborn in heart? 
He says that today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. I can hear the Lord talking to me and talking to you right now. That the Spirit of the Lord, that you are, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that you have received on the inside of you, He wants to manifest Himself in the seven dimensions. Not only are you supposed to function with the Spirit of wisdom and the Spirit of understanding and the Spirit of counsel and the Spirit of might and the Spirit of knowledge and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord, but above all, the Spirit of the Lord wants to come upon you. The Spirit of the Lord wants to take His proper place, the first place. He is the first to be mentioned, the Spirit of the Lord. Before the spirit of wisdom, two. The spirit of understanding, three. The spirit of counsel, four. The spirit of might, five. The spirit of knowledge, six. And then the spirit of the fear of the Lord, seven. The seven spirits of God. The first is the spirit of the Lord. Will you allow him this morning? Or whatever time zone it is that you are watching me. Shall we begin to pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Holy Spirit, take the first place in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth and let the Holy Spirit take his first place right now. Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, take your proper place in my life. Right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the Spirit of the Lord come upon your life. Let God mantle you for an assignment in this quarter. November, December, November, October, November, December. We are on an assignment to receive the particular mantle that God will use you, whether in the midnight hour or in the midday hour, to stand in the gap and to rule from the third heavens and enforce the will of God. Let the Spirit of the Lord come upon you How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth With the Holy Ghost and with power Let the power of God mantle you for, ex for success For excellence, for outstanding results Whatever you do, do it under the anointing But by the Spirit of the Lord In the name of Jesus Christ, Maronto Shigrigeta, Reborobo Suntoro Bapoka, Yebre Caparia, Roborobo Suntoro Bapal, Palapaliapa, Yebre Papa, Repaliapa, Regatos Prate, Zigrigaita, Mayantoro Sunta, Regatus Prante, Riantopia, Yebre Papa, Apoliapa, 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 Reborobo Suntoro Bapal, Regatos Prante, in the name of the Lord Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord, let him rest upon your life. That is be so obvious that people will say that the Spirit of the Lord is upon your life in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Korondeje Yentelemeneka Mantolobozo Rebereyasa Yentelemenikotoka Reborobozo Prampeleante Yentelemelebelele Rabarantazi Propa Marantelebepe Yentelebelele Rabarabasantolobapa Agapaleapa If the heavens do rule and we are seated together with Christ in the third heavens then the spirit of God who is on, on the inside of us we give him room today come upon us oh Holy Spirit let the spirit of the Lord rest upon our lives when the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep it was the spirit of God who moved upon the face of the waters and then God said whatever we say must be said under the anointing in the name of Jesus Christ let the spirit of the Lord come upon you first when you speak your words will not fall to the ground in the name of Jesus we give you the right of way Holy Spirit have the room come upon us one more time let the freshness of God's spirit and the freshness of God's glory rest upon our lives in the name of Jesus Christ